0: Hey there, and welcome to another episode of It's All Music, the music interview podcast with Carey, Henny, and Quirky. Your host, The H-Bomb, Owen Hennessy, co-hosts Mike Carey, and me, Dave Cork. Today we're sitting down with a man originally from Manchester, but as fate would have it, ended up in Cloyne in East Cork. Bringing his fiddle with him, he wasn't long breaking into the local music scene, gaining friendships and great respect in trad music circles, but also as a valued member to many session groups, acoustic duos, trios and bands playing in pubs and venues in Cork, all over Ireland and abroad. I think it might be safe to say that this man has fiddled with almost every musician he's ever met (laughs) or come across. Not just a lover of trad music, but also a composer writing his own tunes on the fiddle and wowing audiences with his technique, speed, and style of playing. A man who loves a session, a man who can fall in on almost. Any song on the fiddle. A man who surprisingly loves a good dance tune and produces his own bangers in his free time. Always as fresh as a daisy. Always in good form. He's our friend. He's my bandmate. He's the one we call Perry. Please give it up for Mr. Jason Perry! Here comes Jason Perry, Jason Perry, Jason fucking
1: Perry. Yeah. Yeah! A say, a that's
2: one, one of my favorites. That's <laughs> the longest I've ever heard my name dragged out. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. I did that a while ago. some fucking I
0: forgot forgot what, what
2: I actually said. Jeez, that so was basically, you just told the whole public that I fiddled with everybody in this room. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone that has, know, been, in, that has remember, been here or the last I few years. I
3: remember the first time. It's a safe
2: place, all you can talk about. You always remember your first time. <laughs> but I had to, and it never goes as smoothly as you want it to, does it? <laughs> <laughs> Jason
3: Perry, welcome Thanks very much well, yes. I've known you a long time, we've all played with you I had a friend actually, uh, he's a musician, he lives in uh, London nobody But he would follow a lot of music in East Cork And he nah. said one time that he was astonished by the amount of really good fiddle players in East Cork And then another year later after that he said to me that they were all you it turned out
1: Yes, yeah, he no, was, no, singing, he he was <laughs> seeing a fiddle
4: player with one band Which he is
3: very good And then he'd see another band yeah. and, then, and it wasn't until his own wedding When you played the day two With the ripple effect gone So oh, that's the same yeah. That's the same Just, for just one fiddler thought. going yeah. around
2: yeah. Beckers everywhere <laughs> <laughs> You can't get rid uh, of it I'm not going to ask you for a
3: comprehensive list Of all the bands you played with Because we would we, that would take up the hour wouldn't it? Pretty much Yeah,
2: yeah. And Pretty. you were playing before, before, long before you came to Cork Weren't you? Way before I, I started playing violin when I was an eleven. Secondary school Classical So I started off doing classical I was deemed as a posh kid at that stage Yeah Which went down really good in, in my school Because you know Everybody wants to call you a puff For being a classical musician Yeah Well it's in fairness
3: the- If you had a gel pen in my school You were a puffler You know <laughs> what I mean if you, if
2: you had anything that resembled <laughs> uh, that Yeah we couldn't have, We wouldn't have got, afford the gel pens
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go way back first of all To your um, Your youth And what hmm. you were uh, What you were surrounded by musically From a young age
2: from a young age there, were, there was an element of classical there because my mum was always big into classical um, then sort of as we were growing up then I realised my dad was big into sort of the big swing band jazz sort of yeah. compilation albums and that stuff everywhere um, and the weirdest album was it was, a com- it was actually a compilation of jazz drummers and it was nothing but these dudes playing drums and whacking the crap out of it and mm. made no sense of comprehension but my dad was big into it Yeah. and then the other side of it you got sort of the Dubliners, Chieftains, um, Wolf Tones, Wolf Tones come summer. Windows it be open. Wolf Tones go on. My dad's there, uh, giving it loads. So your dad was Irish. Oh, my mum and dad are Irish. Yeah, both Irish. Oh, yeah, okay. So your first yeah. generation.
3: Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you you came back. What age when you came back? I was
2: twenty eight when I came. Oh, right, 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 right. So go, g- sorry, not right. to
3: skip ahead, but to go back to the, it was it, it, you're saying classical, uh, jazz and Irish folk stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of. And then, so you were getting violin from both sides, really, weren't you? Yeah.
2: We well, see my sister played the violin as well, um, but she was kind of more into the piano and kind of violin sort of went sideways after a, she'd done a few grades at classical. Um, but it was always there, so I used to use it as electric guitar, sliding across the floor on my knees with it, yeah, as you do. As you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then as time progressed, and it's sort of you start getting your own taste for whatever junk's on the radio, but my brother started to brainwash me with likes of the Sex Pistols and the Buzzcocks, and so he was big into the, the punk, punk side. Then my sister was big into the disco and Shack Attack and Jesus, you know, city yeah. rolls. So I, I had all sorts of weird stuff going on in my house. But that's a, a, yeah, that's a pretty good baptism, like is it? To be around that, like, yeah, because oh, yeah. you're
3: getting the conformity of the classical stuff yeah. and 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 the technicality of it, and then you're yeah. getting the chaos of the of the punk stuff, like oh, yeah. you know. And as chaotic as the early punk was, like the Buzzcocks and and. Uh, the Six Pistols were, uh, someone said to me, yeah, they were anarchistic and they were chaotic, but they were always on tune and they were always in time, you know? That's it, right. was it, was, were, were it was good. Like. Oh, they were always tight. They never admitted it, but yeah. they were pretty sharp. And yeah. They they'd love to. Yeah. They always liked to give out the yeah. impression that, no, nah, fuck like yeah, God forbid, like God forbid, yeah, but they were tuning up and they were getting yeah, ready. I'm sure, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but um, what a fantastic... Um, uh, it, one it ex- exposure to be exposed to that type of thing from a young age like you know
2: and, and it was non-stop, there was always something playing yeah. reg- regardless what it was whether it's the radio or the tapes or the you know the, the radiogram it's yeah. one of the old radi- radiograms that Jeez. we had downstairs so that be like a, yeah, it's, it's like a coffee yeah, table <laughs> yeah it was huge, pretty, like a coffin it was pretty it was huge so that had the turntable and the radio on so as soon as you turn it on you get a massive static crackle coming out of it on <laughs> brilliant, but uh, well, it was Is this loud. the 80s? It? 70s, 80s, yeah. 70s and 80s, yeah. Yeah, so put, I put mean in, sort of, I suppose, Sex Pistols, really, sort of, 77, 76, yeah. that kind of way. And then sort of, my brother's music progressed into sort of, stuff like, sort of, the new romantic kind of stuff, and yeah. after, sort of, yeah, sort of, new romantic and mod kind of stuff, so the jam, and then all the scare stuff started progressing through, and... It was the same
3: people, wasn't it? It was the punk fans that had progressed onto that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah so my, bro- my brother kind of dragged me along in this wave of different sounds that he was producing. So from there to even where the house and acid house music kicked off, that progression was there in our house, going from guitar to new wave, new romantics, then you're getting to the Gary Newmans and the like stuff. so all the electronic stuff started coming through then as well. Whoa, So. Nuts. Like that scene in the that, and
3: we're talking about Manchester. What part of Manchester? Rush commonly known as Curry Alley or the Curry Mile. The Curry Mile, yeah. Talking of kebabs, Jamie Stanson would love it. (laughs) Jesus Jesus Christ. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I've been there. I got a curry there actually. Yeah, the curry. Can't base it. So,
2: yeah. yeah. Our house was, was probably like sort of four streets back from the main road. Yeah. So, we had a couple of small chippers around the corner, but the main road sort of car, after gigs trad sessions whatever coming back from clubbing whatever you'd always get kebab the onion barges yeah. kind of Is it an Irish
1: thing. community Like to say you were going to sessions there?
2: Rush, Rush Home initially was sort of that sort of whole area of Manchester used to be very affluent back in the day and then because it's a very transient kind of population um, it did become a big Irish area so it had its own Irish club there sort of more, there's like probably three or four different Catholic schools local to it, which was and you know so all the kids could go to school. <clears <Yeah>. <clears <throat> um But then you've things started transgressing again, and sort of you got more of the Indian population moved in the Pakistanis and the, the Asians. So that's when it became popular for being the curry, the curry mile kind of thing. Curry mile, yeah. and it is literally a mile of curry <coughs> houses,
1: yeah, Indian houses. Know, you've been there,
3: It's amazing, actually. It's Jesus. just like there might be a shop in the middle that is something like a corner shop but then it'll start again you know and they all yeah. fucking
2: do business
4: You can't two like, pubs in a
2: village <laughs> here for
3: fucking <folks>. <laughs> sake
4: absolutely it's kind of it's where habit. people
3: go if they want an Indian or if they want a yeah. the takeaway like you there's know like the,
2: up north there's like very few sort of main places you go you go to Bradford you might go to Leeds you go to Rushall, um that and then after that you're looking at Birmingham or somewhere for a decent curry right yeah. proper decent curry like
4: yeah so Jeez. so it's
2: it's constantly hammered <laughs> all the way through the week, and then at weekend it's absolutely mobbed. And just one shop
1: selling nothing but Gaviscon and yeah. fucking Rennie, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, not a building that houses Jamie Stanton <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's just seriously. mental. Like it's oh. such a different, uh, oh, yeah. youth to, to mine Like that's great to hear that kind of stuff. That's class. Nice.
3: So what? Why? What, what year did you
2: move <sighs> out of Manchester? I moved from home when I got married. So that would have been 92, and that went to North Manchester, right? So that's the other side of it. So that's where really sort of one of the bands was playing, but at the time they were really based out of this big Irish club that's there, yeah, um, which has evolved into something bigger again. Um, so I mean, that place has got its own travel agent, its own Irish food sort of suppliers, and all this kind of stuff. It's massive. Um, so we moved sort of that side, and then after a few years there, sort of Amory was always probably had an idea that she probably wanted to go back home yeah. and then when her mum and dad moved back and her sister moved back she was like hmm, would yeah. you consider it i was like hey, yeah think about it so then job opportunity came up and jason was like well manchester industry's kind of dying on its ass to be yeah. quite honest and this job opportunity came up hmm. one ring Skid it. thought right let's give it a shot i'll go no. there what, what year was that i came over 98 98 yeah so what what age were you
3: 28
2: 28 28 28 young fella you should see That's the wedding. For you me. should yeah. see the so wedding photo. At the time,
3: like uh, we talked, we talked about your classic influence: <laughs> very punk, post-punk, very new romantic. Yeah. Did you catch the Manchester indie boy scene? Like the.
2: the yeah, rip? we got. We actually got into the. Like where we, where we were, we just kind of started getting into the hip hop scene first. Yeah. And then the electro with all the body popping and all that kind yeah. of Yeah. What about Northern Soul? No? Not So much that was more sort of 60s, 70s, yeah. So it yeah. wasn't a really big influence on me,
3: yeah.
2: Maybe more so my sister, right? Because she was sort of she'd that bit older than me, so she had that kind of
3: and the club scene would have been huge. Club wouldn't it? It was like, cool, so Hacienda and these the clubs was
2: brilliant. Um, some of the grubbier clubs are actually better than the Hacienda, right? But the Hacienda was just the a good place to go, under, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, some of the better clubs are actually down in the gay village. So if you go down a canal street you had the know, likes so, of of Prague and a few others down there like that. Yeah. And that's where sort of some of the better tunes were actually getting played. Because initially, I mean, a lot of the house music was actually made popular in the gay clubs yeah. around there. So Canal Street was absolutely booming. And, yeah. I mean, Hacienda did take off, but the Hacienda initially took off with sort of indie music and that kind of stuff, yeah, student yeah. nights and all this kind of crack. And yeah. then as the house music thing progressed... <coughs> That's when it started getting bigger and bigger, and the crowds were actually just going for isn't, the dance clubs. Isn't
3: it amazing that for a period of about six or seven years, the north of England, like that, was kind of the musical centre of Europe? Like, it, it all the topics us, yeah. were being.
2: Everybody was like... Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, and it was cool. You had floppy hair and you'd, you mm. know, flared jeans, and that was the scene, yeah. like, yeah. With Kevin and Perry go large. <laughs> <It's not> like,
4: <laughs> Yeah. Hey,
0: yeah. Hi. hey hi, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Thing. <laughs> I just
4: fucking think of that era Yeah, I think you're yeah.
0: you walking around Manchester and the boys are going
2: to, you know, follow yeah. you. The Swagger
3: Yeah, yeah the yeah. Swagger, yeah Isn't it, uh, yeah, because you had the, the likes of Inspiral Carpets The Farm, I was listening to them recently Did you hear no, no. The Farm? No alt- alt- Altogether, yeah. together. Oh, I know, yeah. now. I, know yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. yeah They were Liverpool you know, They were yeah. Liverpool, yeah. Yeah. yeah They were huge And I mean, then, of course, were, Oasis yes. Oasis became biggest thing in the world then? Yeah, Manchester.
2: They that on. The Buzzcocks were originally from Manchester as well. Buzzcocks, yeah. They came out of they came out of Manchester. And the
3: original Hollies, are they Liverpool though? Manchester? <laughs> that's uh, I think they're Liverpool. Liverpool isn't it. Yeah. yeah that's fantastic. That's some scene to come out of and have witnessed though. I'm Massive. jealous. Yeah. Massive. And then you came to Ireland with your fiddle, right? Yes. With all this musical influence. Yeah. And you came and you came into trial sessions with a lot of old fellas who are just fella's from England. He won't play, and then it turns out that you're a wizard on it.
2: <laughs> Apparently. Well, actually, mate, the, the first day, first weekend, I moved over. Um, I actually went down to Wallace's in Middleton. Um, the first order of drinks was you know, two pints of Murphy's, a glass of red wine, and do you have a music session. And they yeah. went, "Oh yeah, we have it on Tuesday night, like grand." So I started to turn up to this music. First night I turned up, sort of sat there in in the background with the fiddle case down by the feet, and John Cronin goes, uh, that's a fiddling there, isn't it? I like, yeah. Come over and play one of your tunes, so I came over. They had no had, idea they had what... No idea what sort of hell they're about to unleash on themselves. And- because all they all they were used to play was majority of it was like polkas and slides for set dancing. Yeah. Whereas Manchester styles, you learn it's all jigs, reels, hornpipes. wasn't really big polka thing going, set dancing thing going on there. As such, for sessions, yeah. so everything we were doing was like whether it was sessions or the bands you're playing with is all this high speed sort of jigs and reels. So I. They, as they do they ask so what tunes will you play so I thought I'll go with some of the standards and
4: yeah.
2: Sally Garden Silver, so, so Sligo Major. and they go right yeah grand grand yeah. and then Perry takes off at a rate of knots <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and one by one you can see the faces going oh you know, I'm not playing <laughs> yeah. um,
3: they would have been used to kind of an intermediate speed that they would have done yeah nice, every Tuesday, steady for, steady steady, for, probably for 10 years before you arrived in then you yeah like, it was like in and flipping them. the table <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for those who don't know, Jason is a bit like the Steve Voy of fiddle playing. Um, it's uh, it's quick and it's fast and I've played with him a few times, where I've just had to stop. i just had to stop playing. I have a little lie down for myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't know what they were getting because you had been trained from a young age and then moved from the classical stuff to the Irish, to the Irish stuff in uh-huh. Manchester and progressed an awful lot yeah. before you even came here, didn't you? You were... Yeah. You were playing a lot there. With we were play, play, playing a lot
2: there. We'd, there was different feels. Different like I said, the standard sort of culture rock bands were quite big at the time. The last band I played with over there was probably, I think they were called the Becketts, again, but they were kind of focusing on the levelers kind of...
3: Yeah, the kind sort of, of that hippie thing. kind of thing. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah.
2: Hippie, crusty kind of music. Yeah, yeah. With Trad, with a bit of Devil Went Down to Georgia, kind of stuff sort of throwing. So that, that was yeah. a big hodgepodge. So when you come from that and sort of, when I kinda of finished there and i sort of done with sound engineering course to get my head around try and do something different. If you're
3: a qualified sound engineer?
2: Um I did a yeah, I did a sound engineering course. I did a couple of live sound gigs in Manchester at some of the a couple of the clubs for a band called Hush at the time. Um they'd kinda of had a bit of a change of sort of personnel and they were looking for something completely different. I didn't have a frigging clue what I was doing for live sound. Not an idea. Yeah. And it was a bit of an eye-opener. So I thought, yeah, I don't want to do live sound. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I ended up sort of getting my own little setup at home for doing my own MIDI stuff. Um, but coming from that and then coming straight over and doing nothing but trad, I was quite comfortable for that, to do that for a while because it was a nice break from doing the busy band thing as well. Yeah. Um, because There's probably two two different things on the go over there, even sort of session wise. I was probably still doing four sessions, four trad sessions a week, yeah. On top of that,
3: and the sessions are kind of a labour of love, aren't they? They're not really, I mean, they're great yeah. people, love doing them, and it keeps it playing. But it's not you, you're not going to make a living out of sessions where people do, I know because
2: the majority of people back, back then there was say. There would be like a host kind of musician yeah. there, and the host in the one pub that I always went to is called Salutation. So I was the first pub I started doing sessions in, and I stayed with it all the way through. Mm. I mean, they'd have a session Wednesday, Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Sunday lunch. So mm. when Sunday. the when the pub reopened again after three o'clock, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, oh, just going straight after mass and don't come home till five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <Generally>. <laughs> um, so that was still going on all the time. Uh, so that. Was a consistent. So, my mentor, this fella called Bernard O'Callaghan, is um, from Leitrim originally. So, he's working the sites over in Manchester. He used to bring his fiddle with him to the building sites and play when it's on the rainy days and lunch times and everything. So, I, I learned a heck of a lot off him. So, he'd play anything from the old dance hall styles to the standard sort of jigs, reels, hornpipes, but he'd have all these odd little other tunes that he could throw in. Yeah. So I'd learnt an awful lot of him and I kept going to him purely because he's and like my like spare granddad kind of thing. When you
3: say he mentored you, would you just you'd listen, you'd you'd sit there and listen and ask him afterwards what was that? listen.
2: There's a lot of listening. Yeah. Um, but then you'd get halfway through a tune maybe after you've heard it once and go, come on then,
3: you'll have a go. So how do trad players Proper trad players mm-hmm. like yourself. I've often had one I, I sit like, it at a turn and I see you yeah. said, oh no, I've never heard it. And it goes around once and they're playing the thing note for note <laughs> then the oh, second time yeah. it goes around.
1: Even just all these different musicians can come together and know, my just... My sister does you know, know, it. Do. What the hell? You've th- yeah, like, like, it right. it's
2: not it's not, There's not even a magic formula. You just kind of think, all right, so you get an f- idea what it should sound like hmm. and then you... Play something that sounds like Go it. And then, so I, I, right. I always. That's where I came up with the, with, with the regular phrase of, I don't play bum notes, it's variation. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Alternative facts. Alternative yeah. 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 jazz. Yeah, <laughs> Jazz players hate me for saying that. That's crazy.
3: John Cronin and all those Wallace is clear. Yeah. As most. I would love to have been there the first night <laughs> that you came in and there's
2: no... Well, it's when I kept turning up for the next few weeks and eventually John Cronin turned around and went, you've on a really long holiday, aren't you? I was like, uh, <laughs> I've actually moved over. He yeah. went, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's a of you in it bed it. all morning to in
3: the following day because of the <laughs> yeah.
1: So what is the session? Like, you came over here and you you went to Wallace's, and it yeah. was the first thing you kind of asked, like, wasn't it? Yeah. So what do you take from a session? Is it just to kind of keep up practising, or is it just you love just playing new tunes. in sessions? You
2: or like playing. There's normally a decent buzz. It's something different. Something. Will all, somebody will always pull out something new every week.
1: Yeah, so you never get sick At of some it.
2: Point you don't get it, because it's, no, it's not like where You're doing the whole gig scene where you go out and you do sort of the same set list night yeah. after night, like you yeah. typically would. This is like you go to the session and somebody will play, you could pick up 10 different tunes a night or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Because no one would request a tune at a session, I imagine. No, no. punter like would go up and go play for King of the Fairies there. Like, if
2: they know you, they would.
1: Yeah, um, now my
2: dad was always a dinger for it, he always wanted this tune called the Mason's Apron.
3: I
1: know, I know, yeah.
2: I got. I played that so many times, it was, was Drive mad. The thing, oh, the other thing he, he was into... Oh, you get people asking, you hey, Jude, a lot. Yeah. The Didana version, obviously. not. Yeah, yeah, not. Yeah. Right, devil, sure, yeah. The devil goes
0: down to George and nearly every take. I
2: Actually, I, so there's, there's a guy came into the Salutation one night back in Manchester and goes, do you know, the devil went down to Georgia? I went, well, yeah, but it's not really for this session. he's like, I'll pay you. I was like, nah, you won't. And he's like, nah, well, I pull out a few... Few notes put them on the table, Says that shows you if you play it even, even half of it or just play the instrumental bits 200 quid. Get oh, out for fuck's sake, yep. No way, yeah. Asian guy, we walked in, he was out on a um, you surely a par- s- out on a party. You surely said, okay, to him, Jason, we need to learn
3: it after, after you I had turned to him and said, uh, I told you once, you son of a bitch, I'm the best <laughs> it's ever been. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speak. Johnny said, "Devil, just come on back if you ever want to try again." I done told you once, you son of a bitch. I'm the
0: best as ever been. He played found the Mountain run, boy, Run." Devils in the house of the rising sun.
1: Oh, you should have. You didn't. That's good.
2: Oh, how, how many? Four lines out of the tune. I got. Jesus.
1: How many tunes do you have?
3: You see, I'm fascinated, because my sister plays... You, you probably played with Tara. She's a whistle oh, yeah, player, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, like, that collecting tunes. And no matter where she goes in the world, any session, she's its own to, she yeah. comes out of it with tunes, like, you know? So, like, how many do you have in the, in the arsenal?
2: I actually went through... Like, there's a big book called O'Neill's. Um, and it's, like, 1,500 and... Say, 1,500 tunes in it. I actually went through that at one stage, ticking off of how many that I know. And at one stage... It was probably about seven <laughs> 300 400, 400 tunes. You should have
3: ticked off the ones you
2: didn't that know, it would have been quicker. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. And it's like then there's you know, the other random stuff that you learn that aren't in the books, and then yeah. there's the new tunes that are coming on that you're always learning. Half yeah. the tunes that I learned off Johnny Cronin over the years, that yeah. and Liam Cashman and the likes of when they came yeah. over here also those are and rained down, yeah, because it's always typically it was always an oral, an oral tradition it was always passed down and that was the way people learned the tunes yeah. yeah. whereas sort of since sort of maybe the late 1920s that's when people started sort of documenting it probably well 1890 I think was the first O'Neill's book and that was when they really started getting documented properly
3: that's incredible 1890 <gasps> oh, the first yeah. book of Irish tunes before tune, that yeah. you
1: just had to Listen and learn yeah. it, and then yeah. that guy dies, it and you jump. go up on it as you said. Uh, What'd you say? Yeah. Oral tradition, oral yeah. oral oral tradition. So, there was nothing else to do, should there was no, no. television.
2: Imagine it, did pass down but, for but it couldn't. But a lot of it couldn't be written down anyway because the English had crushed everything, they'd banned the music, they'd banned the music, mm-hmm. they'd banned the singing, same way they did yeah. so Scotland Damn Wales. Where, uh, <laughs> <play> it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dim English, <laughs> yeah.
1: and it's all heard. water <laughs> under the bridge now. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's incredible, though. When I hear things like that, the first O'Neill's compilation book was in eighteen. 18- I think it was nineteen.
2: 19- I think it was eighteen ninety. I think. Yeah. Before Australia
3: Books was the even a country. And the horse. You know? Yeah. Fucking hell, that's mad. That's crazy, like, isn't it? Yeah. class. You know, not long after the famine. You know. I know. Yeah. When you think about it, I mean, it's it's the trad world fascinates me because I know that there is more different. Like, like dialects and versions of it in the country that you have the sleeve lucre type yeah. and, and uh-huh. then you go to the west of Ireland, it's something different. It's like accents.
2: Oh, it's it's bizarre. Yeah, it? yeah, no. yeah. And a, Absolutely. That's yeah. one of the good things. Where the Salutation Pub was, it was part of the Manchester University. So you'd have people from all parts of Ireland, even England, north of Ireland coming down and you can pick out, alright, we know this guy's from Clare, this guy's from Slago, you can hear such and such a style. But there's one guy called Steve. He came down from Belfast. He was doing an engineering degree or something. And he came into the pub one night. And I, th- I mean, you think I'm fast. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This guy was, it was just like a stream of notes and noise coming at you. Yeah. It was a mental, completely different style altogether. Yeah. Again.
4: That's crazy. Bizarre like, Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, learning. Yeah. To learn the fiddle, like, what I find... I was trying to learn a couple of tunes on the mandolin, and it, Jesus, painstaking. But to, to play them on the couch, I can kind of get through them. Huh. The second I might chance it in an environment where maybe there's a guitar a few extra bits, it just uh-huh. fall apart. Like, to take a tune from... Is that, like... Do sessions really help with that, really, like, to kind of... Yes. To get up to speed and to...
2: It does, I mean, the one thing you'll always find that I always think is if you won't get any better if you don't play with somebody better than you. Yeah, it is true. So it? if you don't yeah. do that, you're not going to get any better because you're going to be the best th- that you ever played with. Yeah, I have seen you. And you don't want to <laughs> stay playing with yourself well for all your days. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I have
3: seen you sit down with percussionists, sax players, like uh, uh, rock guitar players. I've seen yeah. you sitting in on rock sessions. I've seen you sitting in on blues sessions. Uh-huh. I've seen you with Dave Corkier playing stuff that was never intended to have a fiddle on it. No. You know, and you, and you do, and you do, like... Yeah. I mean, is that part of it? Is that part of uh, getting better is when you just have a go, just throw yourself into it?
2: Yeah, you have to. I mean, it, it's, if you do the same thing all the time, you're going to get bored as well, Yeah, which is the other side of it. So um, I kind of after playing sort of the sessions over here for a few years, somebody said, oh, yeah, we've got this band together up in Ballycotton, and we want we want somebody to play an instrument and maybe a fiddle or a banjo or something. Do you fancy coming along? So I met this gang in Shanagarry, It turned out they were, ended up being called Atlantic Sessions. Right. So that's where I met likes of Mick Hayes and Clancy yeah. and Arlo, yeah, Connor, yeah. and ba- whole mob I and mean, there's like 12 in the band we was yeah. never going to make any money but we had a bit of crack doing it Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the back room in the Blackbird if we were doing yeah. a gig that's where the gigs were and the back room would just be mostly band yeah. and then maybe temple Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? are Jeez. we talking PA and set up
0: bikes, oh, yeah. the whole lot it yeah? Oh, yeah, wasn't lot, just yeah. a sit down session no no
2: this was big fully functioning oh, sort of it. band and then sort of from there it was like throwing myself into the deep end there because it was all the weird random stuff that I was learning then. So McKay's has got some weird compilations in there that he'd be throwing together f- between sort of the punk and folky kind of stuff we'd be doing. Yeah. Um, like, wasn't he in um, Rulers of the Planet? A, that's the one, yeah. It's a punk band. Yeah.
3: Like a, yeah, Nails was in that. Yeah. that, one that yeah. I mean, not a fella that you think he'd be playing anything with a fiddle in it, but folky, is
2: it? No, but I mean, the, with so, some of the punk songs, they could sort of whack him out on the banjo. You're like, yeah. this is mental. Yeah, And that, that sort of variety, and that's where I first met, met Chris Tatton as well, because Chris would be doing some of the keyboards. Uh... Um So I started learning a lot of... I had to learn the songs then, yeah. off the cuff and straight off, and learning st- tunes in trad sessions and songs in trad sessions helps you climatise to that kind of environment, just winging it and seeing what happens. Yeah. Um, not fully understanding the chord structure of a song you've never heard before. Yeah. You just kind of go, all right, so it's in this kind of key and I'll try and wing something around that. And that's how I kind of started developing then. Then sort of my Lancet session started slowing down and Paul Casey came along and said, oh, I've got a few gigs, do you want to come and do this? Well, like, yeah, sure, why not?
3: Just you and Paul?
2: completely different kettle of fish again. And then there was a few nights we might have Bill Emerson join us and Mick Hayes would come along as well. Right. Again, have a different feel, whole new set of different songs. And it's like phew, winging it on the spot again for a lot of it until you get used to okay he's doing this song this key I kind of remember what I did last time and that's how it kind of works so I'm doing a gig with Dave here and he throws in one of his random songs have you ever done this song with me no Dave well, right it's this kind of key <laughs> yeah, <right>. okay <laughs> that's a you're so, so you, you kind of get away if... with doing that yeah um, and one of the guys who's sort of heading up the court Floyd at the moment Dundee Learning a load of his random stuff, he'd be like Beach bites and all sorts of stuff. So learning it's his some nice stuff, stuff is different oh. again. Yeah, it's a, again it's a different feel. So I've collected all this stuff over the years. Yeah, you're stretching your muscles every you're, weekend. You're, like, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, and even I don't think I, I I've rang you down through the years numerous times, and it could be random. Like have we got? Shawnee Carroll and guitar and we're going out to yeah. Balbacord and we're doing this oh yeah what, what time do we have to be there yeah. I don't think we're you've on. ever said no to a <laughs> no no never turn it down never turn it down because no. like, that's a great mentality to have like isn't it oh
2: yeah it's get, it's out get out and there and learn and take something yeah. from yeah, it's it mighty, oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: it's mighty like, yeah. so
2: I mean even sort of think Shawnee Carroll before even when you moved to Germany one Yeah, like, I did the last night with him and murty
3: I heard it was magic.
2: It was absolutely mental. I didn't yeah. have a flipping clue what I was doing.
3: Was that in Banners? No,
2: this was in the city. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. No, there was a night in... There was a magic night in came back. Yeah. Banners, Banners. Did I do one with him in Banners? I think you did the I jazz. Did you do the jazz with him? We did. We did something in Banners.
3: Go on, anyway. What, what was the...
2: And this whole thing was like, okay. And how it came about was the guy who plays harmonica with him. With the two boys. Magic. Magic yes.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, couldn't make it or wasn't going to show whatever. And, and Mercy at the time had gone, Sure, we'll try the tan with the plan. <laughs> <laughs> the tan with <laughs> the plan. As he calls me.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he likes it announce awesome. and it's quite loudly over a microphone, so I think it's quite amusing. Yeah. Um, so he's like, How will you fix? I was like, Yeah, sure, why not? What kind of stuff we're we doing? i sure you know yourself. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, sure. You were looking for a set list off, yeah, 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 yeah. So
2: just even a rough idea and yeah. I didn't have a clue went Nothing. into it completely stone cold. And yeah. it was absolutely mental. Brilliant.
3: Yeah. Mental. I've been at a few with uh, Dad <clears throat> and David but, uh, We've had we've had to school it down a bit
1: because we can deal with it. <laughs> They'd be going mintly be <laughs> like. spilling off at the top It like,
3: we could be like a Wednesday right. night And say, like, banners or, or something we Come in, and Mortley does not lose one And next thing Perry's doing a few tunes And next thing Mortley's rapping And Perry's playing fiddle And uh, 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 there's a car sort of And next thing I look down And it's Wednesday night or Monday night or something in the wrong falling in <laughs> over his back <laughs> 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 just cool for two
0: minutes together. That's wonderful. Like me, Jason and Owen together. <clears throat> grand. Marty, Owen and Jason, grand. Marty, me and Owen, grand. But the four of us fucking together yeah, oh, we did had, that. Whatever yeah. used to no, yeah. but when, with that never but when, when the four of us <clears throat> on our own yeah. you just you'd look at somebody just for is he enjoying it As much as I am Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah We had to be smiling back We had to limit Put a
1: limit on it <laughs> Like
0: there was One the of us there That weren't as high as kites When we were playing it was, just, yeah, it was just
1: a good great mix fun, And you just yeah. take turns that you, you play a song And you play At, it at sessions same, It would go around yeah. And it would go and, around and and
3: Just go and keep going it. And yeah. literally There could be We did gigs like We did gigs Yeah But gigs we to it, 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 Brew
2: yeah. Well, they were good nights, especially
1: yeah. when you find yourself struggling
4: all the Yes, <laughs> you're in the middle of the dance floor, that'd be awesome. the pit, like
1: a piddle for yeah. us. <laughs> were you in that motley brew we spoke about? Well, that was last week. Yeah. This is the fucking Jolly
4: Boys outing to you it, it really was.
3: <laughs> it was. We'd have a full diarrhea gigs But the bands that we were in, and then we'd sprinkle in an old motley brew gig here and there yeah, in the daytime. Night out for the boys. Night out for the boys, but bad for your health. Yeah, Ad for But <laughs> the playing, the stuff was great. It was probably kind of like a, a, a year or two piece expanded out with a rhythm section. Oh, yeah, with, with muscle, yeah. like basically. With muscle, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did. We really used to do stuff. We did one Paddy's Day. We did a double header, and we did all, and we did. We used to do banners and stuff. Yeah, it's great crack.
1: So, what do you do with the two e When it's is it just dusty guns? Dome, dusty no. guns, yeah. Dust yeah. Guns. yeah. Do you you just pick the songs.
0: Just can be It's only lately we've kind of have
2: starters well, yeah, won't pretty much as well as we, we don't have finishers we could end with anything we don't it could yeah. be anything starters starters kind of that gets changed around a bit the first half is where quite a lot of variety comes in because you're weighing up your audience and yeah. you're yeah. quite keyed into them but it's like Ryan's and stuff in Cove like we think we've pretty much they're a cool crowd so what a pub yeah they're brilliant so and it's all music lovers like We've spoken, that, about, that it. Room, uh, We've spoken about it We've spoken about on
3: the pod, podcast yeah. Everyone who's played there says it Ryan's and Cove just
0: he, he actually takes me today, I must get on <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jesus um, yeah. Yeah. Cracking Because um, it's, pl- it's just a place we, we go down so well It's so easy to yeah. entertain them uh, what, every now- About five or six songs in Because I play my own as well, you see Do the odd solo gigs About five or six songs, it dawns me Jason, tune
4: as yeah. in, yeah.
0: stop singing, fuck this, try yeah. to entertain them, leave him off, and he does a tune, and it can change the, the mood. whole mood and the whole, the rest of the gig. So, set this yeah. can go out until you see that, the reaction to that. You're thinking, right, more Irishy stuff, yeah. or more, yeah. is it, is more it's a tunes. It's a good balance, it yeah, yeah. just
2: works out yeah. exactly what the room wants. Jeez, could what it it
0: really gauges, and you could have, a, it could be seven songs in, it could be very quiet tune, the whole. Atmosphere changes. Oh, Don't, yeah. Is lift it.
2: All, lift all of them to the bar. Yeah, there. ah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Is it yeah. a cultural yeah. thing that in Ireland, if you're in a gathering of anything more than 15 people and the song's been played and you're doing a gig or whatever, you break out a reel played at high tempo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just something clicks in the crowd, yeah. and there, some, yeah. someone will give a you, and next thing that's, you're off, you're that's away. Our, that's a sound you, check. Like, yeah. I'd say you yeah, could do that anywhere much. in the world. Anywhere in the world, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 yeah no matter what age you are, the old fellows at the bar going, <laughs> you know, I like, want no, to turn it out. They're creating
1: his.
2: their ecstasy. Yeah, <laughs> what, yeah, what's yeah. going on? Who's doing that?
1: They were designed that way, I suppose, not We
0: were, yeah. Plus, his fiddle. True PA sounds fucking. I've great.
1: heard, he has an old I've heard some shit ones. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some bad
1: ones. On <laughs> that,
2: that one's actually not. Don't want to some like That's not great through a PA. It's kind of really okay. pitchy. Right. So the one that I use for the normal gigs, the, the darker wooden one that you be used yeah. to seeing, Um, that's kind of more woody sounding, so it's nice. a, it's a bit easier. And you soften uh, it up
3: with a Fishman, yeah, the Fishman preamp and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's you a of that thing. That is great. Yeah.
2: He, has, he has to have his game right down. But <laughs> you can't yeah. even well, lift it. Such a hot signal. A yeah, yeah, really yeah. like, uh,
3: when he starts playing, you know he's playing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. And you used to go wireless as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, then you get fed up, sort of pissing about with batteries after that. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was yeah, an yeah, absolute that, that, that nightmare. Is, Especially halfway through a gig, and you're like, you, you know, it's dying, it's dying, it's dying. You've not got any spares, and you're like. Yeah. Ten minutes charging it for a break.
3: Just have a break. <laughs> I know, I know. And come here, you're with cash now. I am indeed. And you enjoy it. That's great, Crack.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. well, I suppose one of the things about cash is because it's not four nights a week, every weekend. No. It's not draining it. You have time to do is, other things. Yeah, which is, I need to do the other things because... Like, if you're doing the same thing all the yeah, time. I'm doing the same thing all the time. It's a chore. It's it doesn't become enjoyable anymore.
3: It's, valu- okay. it's a valuable lesson for... People starting out to not, you know, Don't pigeonhole bury yourself, yourself out, yeah. burn
2: yourself out doing the same Owen thing. How important is that? More important than actually sort of going out and gigging. Yeah. Understand what you want to do and have your variety. Make sure you've got your breathing space away from whatever gigs you want to do. Record your own little projects. Do what the hell you want with them. Yeah. But don't overdo it.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself as well. Over the years, do you know, we've all done it. Money, money,
1: kind of derails it, not it? it like? yeah. money yeah, and comfort,
2: and you know,
3: yeah, Asher, yeah. look, it's a set, and you know, we don't yeah. have to learn anything. Just go in and do it, in autopilot. Yeah. But you're not learning. No, you're
2: yeah. not. You're not learning. You actually, you actually, sort of start regressing. Yeah. Um, what I did find was, any of the bands that I was doing, sort of three nights a week with, because you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. There's nothing really fresh going into them as such and when you're doing the same thing that often you get complacent and kind of lazy and into bad habits with what you're doing yeah. so those songs start actually sort of getting worse yeah and then everybody's going to be pretty much the same mentality at that stage so yeah. the whole thing starts taking a slight you're a weekly you to have them, to be yeah. very so you have yeah. to be very careful about sort of overdoing mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again
3: yeah yeah it's great I mean I've yeah. often said that the, the whole session thing that we touched on there of sitting down with someone who's better than you, trying to keep up.
4: Yeah,
3: that has made me a better player to no and mm-hmm. and I didn't start doing it until I was nearly thirty. Right. Yeah. I learned more on that than I did on any lesson or anything like that. I learned mm-hmm. more from sitting down and doing it. And you're kind of living proof of that being mm-hmm. the case. Like, you yeah. So e-
2: e- even from coming from like the Celtic branch in Manchester. We were sort of playing with the likes of Michael McGoldrick, Dessie yeah. Donnelly, Vinnie Jesus. Donnelly, the Farrell family. Like, so they were yeah. all sort of all well, big hitters. Like yeah. like the teachers were um, Peter Carberry and the Usher family. I mean, they're all top top-notch top notch musicians. Guys, yeah. And I think Angelina Carberry, who would have been our sort of teacher's daughter, he she got the Young Trad Musician of the Year awards a couple of years back. Right. Fantastic banjo player. Yeah, fantastic. Again exactly taken after a father who's also a brilliant box player yeah Do you know so we had that kind of level in our branch yeah the Kyoltus um then there was probably another two branches of Kytus one was sort of sort of east side of sort of Manchester city center um again class our rivals but we had more parties for them than anything right. especially going off to the flower on the on the, on the ferry oh, yeah. um so I mean they had their own Level of top-notch musicians like said Andrew Dyne and God rest his soul. Um That his whole family were all top-class musicians. So, and then theres sort of as you start heading out, sort of maybe towards Liverpool direction and or out towards Bolton and the likes of. There's different groups out there again. Yeah, and you're always playing with these high-end musicians, so you have to try and improve yourself to even
3: to sit down with them. Even yeah. sit,
2: either sit down with them or even break into a session. Yeah. So
0: yeah, so you're sitting down with them, you're playing with them and then you realise these are brilliant. Yeah. So like you said, you learn from sessions, but you learn from, you realise, right, I want to get better. So you go home and the days in between sessions you're saying, you're practising, is that how we, is yeah. that yeah.
4: what you mean? Oh yeah, like, uh, yeah that's what I mean. So to The me.
0: next time okay. I meet this
2: fellow I'm going to be yeah. better yeah. than I was when was he met when when he me. Because it was other little techniques and cuts and tricks that these other people have. That's when you start watching what they're doing go home then and practice it and you try it yourself. yeah, and like, yeah. So, like so he was like Tommy Peoples a fiddle player from many many moons ago Um, one of the things he was doing was trying to imitate some of the skills that the pipers would be doing like cranning on on the pipes is not a fiddle thing but he managed to do it mm-hmm. so it's little things like that so you're looking for these little <laughs> crossover techniques off different instruments that you can try and apply to your own
3: little tricks yeah yeah, and then you just collect all these tricks, and then you have a style of playing. Though. Yeah,
2: and you don't realise you're doing it because it's all just become mashed and merged over time. Yeah. Jesus, so I don't and have any particular style as such. I just play whatever I think is right for a particular song, tune, I, whatever.
3: I don't know anyone who has come that <clears throat> has done what you did in the sense of coming from a Q-Oltras background, learning tunes, you know, being taught the way you were taught, but then branching out into the multiple genres and being able to get up on a stage and you know because I've known loads of players down through the years who were blisteringly good at competition level like winning competitions they were so good but couldn't do the performance thing you know they couldn't they couldn't no, go into a pub full of punters or at them and you know, do it with a guitar player. You know what I mean? Or no, they, no. do it with a bass and a drum kit. Completely behind. out of their comfort because zone because they'll nearly. they'll get thrown out by it because yeah. it's it the, the improvisation and adapting to their surroundings was never they never had to do it before. Yeah. But Perry is the. Jason is the complete opposite of that, didn't he? Like, you know. Yeah. If you saw a didgeridoo player, he'd pull out the fiddle and run over to him, like you know. Well, some
2: of the songs, like Mike, Mike Greeney from Klein, he, he, he pulls out his didgeridoo every so often. That
3: was always going to happen. We apologise to all our normal listeners.
1: Well, you are
3: next to say? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes um. Hello and welcome back to the It's On Music Podcast We don't have a sponsor because no one will sponsor us If you'd like to sponsor us, please give us money, thanks Will Our you push song. that away from there? Why <laughs> <What> are you <laughs> pushing <laughs> it up on top of the front I think the best place the water water. A drink is up on top <laughs> the of the heavy pint of water musical, musical water. equipment
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, David Jason <laughs> has one of these actually.
3: <laughs> oh, they're, cracking. they're cracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that brings that's a good segue onto my next point: home recording <laughs> and what you do at home. You're um, somewhat of a home recording enthusiast and producer, home production enthusiast. Yes. Tell me about the stuff.
2: Okay, um, okay, year many moons ago, back in back in the old homestead. Did um, It was kind of, I say, I did that sound engineering course. And when I came away from there, most of what, what I was doing was actually realised, okay, engineering pays more money. I'm not going to go sound engineering. I'll, st- I'll stick with my day job, mm-hmm. and I'll do come up with something for doing something at home. And that's when I started getting into sort of buying... First thing I bought was a like, new old drum machine. So it's one of the old Roland TR626 yeah. machines, which I still have. Um and I got myself a hardware sequencer because we couldn't afford a computer with an Atari with, you know. Um, What's your hardware? It. It was an
3: early hip hop It was off. a
2: real sort of basic. Yeah. Basic. But I tune, had that tandemed up with um, a Yamaha home keyboard and trying to fudge what I could out of that with hitting notes really fast and you know, stupid stuff. And then that expanded and I thought. I need a proper synth of some sort. And what came after that was a Casio CZ101. And the biggest regret is ever getting rid of it because it was an absolute beast of a little unit. Mini keys, first thing I'd ever seen were mini keys, but it was a digital synth and you could do anything with it. Absolutely, any sound you wanted, you could get it. But when it came to the fact that I needed a proper MIDI controller keyboard... i have been trolling through Sound on Sound magazine looking for all the reports and all the second-hand gear and all this, that, and the other. That's when you had to actually read stuff as opposed yeah. to doing a quick flipping Google <laughs> Watch search. Watch a YouTube like. video. Of so, I mean, this, so this took like, a couple of months to research all the second-hand keyboards and this, that, and the other, and came across, like, I couldn't afford a call M1 at the time, uh, even though it was on, like sort of 350 quid. it came come down massively because that keyboard when I was using it in my studio course, was like, it was the dog's bollocks. It was the bee's knees, like, I loved it. So then I came across this other sort of thing called the Cork 707, which is older again. So the 707's probably sort of generated around our mid-80s, I think. Um Digital synth, great. Good piano sounds, wicked bass sounds out of it. Real sort of sub bassy kind of stuff you can get out of it.
3: Bass synth.
2: So I ended up trading my CZ101 and this Yamaha keyboard in for the... For that, and then thought, right, well, I've only got so limited sounds on this, and a drum machine sounds a bit crap. So then I had to buy a sound module. So I got another Roland sound module, which is based on the sort of the D50 kind of sort of synth range. Um, so it's a lot of digital linear synth. So it's great for pads and all this kind of stuff. And so if you actually listen to a lot of the um, 80s computer games. A lot of the sounds for that would have been generated off the MT-32, right? Okay. Sixteen sound, bit,
4: I think
2: I, yeah, nice. proper. But it has some yeah. real nice sounds in. there, some really crappy ones. Yeah, Sega
4: like
2: Mega Drive.
4: Yep, yeah. so that's
2: Mike's favorite. Uh, <laughs> it
1: was more of a dreamcast moment. <laughs> <Yeah>, you're dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be that. I don't an old Mega Drive. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: but it had kind of a. It had, they all <laughs> had a kind of polyphonic kind of a sound because there wasn't enough memory on the games to to store yeah. big enough files. So they were kind of small bitage. Everything kind was of all small bit. But which sounded Eight great. Bits. It was a, a, a bit jazz. It, yeah, yeah. it sounded like that era, like, you know, it's like yeah. when yeah. I hear those synthesizers now I think of when I was gaming as a lad, like uh, you it's know, typical
2: yeah. of those. And it's uh, back,
3: like that sound is It is. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, yeah. I, I I bought myself um a Korg Electribe two synth sort of groove box um just before COVID. Um and there's actually a section of banks on there dedicated to eight-bit plinky plinky sounds for yeah. Mario Brothers and that kind of thing. So you got all these real
3: cheesy
4: little noises on it. It's brilliant, <laughs>
2: and you play.
3: You kind of make. Well, how would you? What would you call it? What would you? How would you? It? Is it? Is it? See, techno don't... or is it? House or is it...
2: I I don't have a specific type that I stick to it could be anything from sort of bit of acid to drummer bass jungle whatever Class.
3: and then you play fiddle on the top obviously no you don't no, it's no.
2: initially what well, initial, the whole idea of initially was I'm going to get all this gear and do acid trad
3: yeah and yeah. I didn't basically. you just made uh, it.
2: How, how, how it ends up going something along the lines of actually there's one tune that I did um, a complete electronic version of um Oh, the Butterflies drop, Lovely tune um, First heard it Probably from the Bothy band I think But um, it's a gorgeous tune It's lovely um, I thought That'd go great For some Sounds so I've actually Sort of Developed That whole tune Into something Played it for John Croan and the Tradeds in. Wallace I was just going to say, online.
3: imagine if you played it for Kevin Burke. I wonder what he'd think of it.
2: He'd probably shoot me. <laughs> 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 uh, God.
3: Probably for that's kill not me. how I did it. No, no. no that's not how it's supposed to be played.
2: Um,
4: yes, yeah, so, so
2: uh, it's got mixed reactions. So yeah. it depends on what how. Strictly tried you out will depend on how well you take to it.
3: Well, I don't think the purists take to you anyway. You're kind of like more like about as no. much as the purest
1: guitar players took to Jimmy Hendrix, quite <sighs> a bit of a maverick, like right, <laughs> yeah. I think,
2: <laughs> but I've, it's on more than one occasion I've been accused, quote unquote, bastardizing Irish music. Um, which I don't strictly see Jesus. it as that. It's just <laughs> who I the
3: f- fuck said that, fucking <laughs> hell. purists or not, purist, purists, uh, um, purists, okay. You know I mean. What is me
2: anyway?
3: I don't
4: know. Bastardise away. said, like. bastardise away. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, do it. Like. Yeah. it bastardise yeah. you for the
2: night. Yeah. So, I mean, so even and that's just playing certain tunes in the pulp and or to whatever style I have. Mm. Um, that's and, just and playing that's, tunes. That's just me playing tunes. Not even just the techno. The I I leave
3: the techno stuff. I leave the. No. And to the side, you just, the style you played upset hmm. someone that much.
2: Yeah. Which yeah, are, but they, but they, there's they, a name
3: d- for people like that. Tossos. Tossos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> a complete
4: twat. Uh, that, <laughs> no
3: doubt. Um. No. As far as the gigging in uh, in here here in Ireland, you've done a lot. You've done a hell of a lot of gigging. Oh, yes. Now outside of the sessions, outside of the home recording, you've got to get. I ask everyone: Do you have a gig that stands out in your memory? that you particularly enjoyed. Or a venue or a, you know, <clears throat> or an occasion that will last with you.
2: I suppose when I started sort of playing with the bands, the big bands, sorta of like the Celtic rock bands, we'll just, we'll just give it a generic because there's been a few of them. Mm. I suppose one of the favourite actual venues to play in was probably the Frisky Whisky above the other blanket because it's a nice place to play in it is yeah it's a nice room as far as memorable memorable gigs they're all always going to be the wild smaller pubs yeah yeah always going to be the wild smaller pubs I mean I can pick gigs from sort of out by McCroom with sort of Old Fleatherer can pick sort of motley brew gigs that are, that have been completely mental. I wouldn't class them as memorable, though, because I can't fucking remember. <laughs> 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 You'll
4: never
2: forget being teabagged by a fiddle player in the middle of a dance floor, will you? <laughs>
3: So you like the
2: small, you like the small, oh, yeah. the, the, small the small, the small tight
3: thing. and so. you like a wild. They're generally, they're, they're generally more fun. You like them wild, you, yeah. like, you like them, yeah. As much as I
2: complain about people falling on top of me and having to kick them off, and
3: I'm the same, like, I'm like yourself. I complain to no end about here hey, they, they were wild, but when I'm in the height of that, I'm loving it. Loving I'm it. never happier. Well, the alternative yeah. isn't oh, great, well. is it? No, a well, bunch no. of old kind of gang staring at you and yeah. glaring at you from the bar, like, you know, yeah. I love doing a a, a pub full of people, chest, all roaring and sweating, and even the old fella going brilliant, brilliant. they can barely get the yeah. word out there. So like, brilliant, <laughs> the Fucking and roll. I loved him years like. Yeah,
1: that's that's it. You go
3: home and say, "How was a yeah. wild? Where are you going to get it? You know?" Mentally, no, no. Yeah, Jason, that feels not fairly lively. I wonder what we do with tune, lads. So he has a couple. So
1: yeah. I have one or two there. <laughs> or I say, say, say how how the only the the used sixty fucking right, <laughs> John. <laughs>
0: And fire with that. <laughs> it's going to be
3: over the egg shaker there, then. I was I over the egg there, then. That's good, you know, that's good, Jesus. Jesus. It's a tight saver, <laughs> and it? Just...
0: You want the best, honey.
3: Who don't know what Mike Kelly has gone for a lay down? Yeah, yeah, it's pale, just less. isn't it? I
1: need a wee because I need a pint. Yes. What
3: is it? It just makes you want to. Oh, it just go and <laughs> drink.
1: Yeah. Oh, actually,
3: so we've done. We do, and we we get drink put up to us, and it's you know can't now with driving and. Occupation, lads or okay, no. um, <laughs> yeah. Stop, William. you all you do. Are you more tired?
4: Corky, I'm okay. <laughs> I've got my chauffeur. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. We drive you up the bend Will we do another one, lads? <laughs> yeah. Cha. Sure. Or do you have do you have a nickety one that you do together? You have a Do You have a thing? You do you have a thing? That's anywhere. that's our thing. Um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah
4: you will shine away
0: No, 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 no. That's very good. But that get some that gets him going Dave. But no, I'd never do that without
3: Jason. I know. And I won't even sh- a fucking chance.
2: I won't do it without Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one request Sorry.
3: before we go oh, we we'll have right. Why we're on the record?
2: That's all.
3: I've been. I've, I've witnessed you do this a few times, and I know you have a reputation for being fast. Uh-huh. But will you go into that top gear that I spoke about earlier, and will we do an old shoot and? Yeah. We'll just go around once and we'll show Mike what we're talking about. <laughs> Give us a key, Perry. Uh, to sign off on this one, I suppose, I just want to say thanks a million, uh, Jason, for coming down to the It's All Music podcast.
2: Thanks for having me, I've jobs. played
3: with you and known you a long time, but we've never sat down and gone deep on your history, and it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you.
2: It's great. Great to be here. Thanks for coming down. I we have to thank Mike for the cookie because it was awesome. No problem as all. that. am cookie in my house for you, Jason. <laughs> oh, <I'm>
3: no. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>
2: i
0: dog have a in me fucking leg <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Too fast, didn't
0: <maybe?
3: laughs> <laughs> really fast, really, really fast. Really fast. Like a bit of a fast Thanks a so lot, Jason Thanks, Lance Jason, thanks a minute well, for coming down <laughs> Thanks
0: a I'll start out the geeks now. I don't Hey there, thanks for tuning in To this episode of It's All Music Podcast With Gary, Henny and Quirky. Produced by me, Dave Quirk. Executive produced by me, Dave Quirk. Team music by me, Dave Quirk. Incidental music by me, Dave Quirk. Talent booking by Owen Hennessy. Team making and venue setup by Mike Carey. Yep, we're doing all this ourselves. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode got a question for us email us at it's all music at gmail.com or find us on facebook and leave a message it too can be featured on a future episode and if you haven't already please subscribe to it's all music podcast on apple podcasts spotify wherever you get your podcasts this has been a dave Clark production in association with ACast.
3: Hey there, and thanks for listening to the It's All Music podcast with Carrie, Henny, and Corky. We're blown away by your support. The It's All Music podcast is a completely independent self-finance venture. If you enjoy what we're doing and you enjoy listening, you can support us by heading over to our Patreon page and subscribing for €3 a month. If you don't have €3 a month, don't stress. You can still listen to the podcast. And you can support us by sharing our content on your social media pages.